to the very first episode of Damsels in Discussion. This is a new podcast from the team that brought you Downton Gabby and Mad Femmes. We love talking about those shows so much that we want to talk about basically everything we're watching. We will be discussing current pop culture from our trademark foul mouth funny feminist perspective. I am Brandy Sperry in Los Angeles. I am Shannon Bowen in Oakland. And I'm Teresa Schechter in Brooklyn. And sometimes we will have Rachel Horowitz also in Oakland, but she's kind of busy having a baby, so. Yeah, she's going to be a little busy for a while, but she is always with us in spirit, definitely. So let's talk a little bit just about what we're watching, what we're loving right now on TV. Um, I'm a pretty big TV junkie. I've always been a movie and TV junkie and books and like stories are my jam kind of a thing. Um, but I find myself watching a lot more television than movies lately because that's kind of where some really good stories are being told and where so many of the awesome female characters are. Definitely. I think that TV, it's no longer embarrassing to say that you like to watch TV. Yeah. It's kind of funny. It's like getting obsessed with a TV show is kind of like when you first date someone and you just, all you want to do is be around them. And your friends are like, where have you been? Except now you're like, I just got into Friday Night Lights. And everybody's like, okay, I get it. Yeah. And like, you know, when you like do a lot of Google searches on him and like just trying to figure out everything about him. And that's how I am with <laughs> So yeah, so there's so many great shows right now with strong female characters. I mean, what are you guys watching right now? I know that Brandy and I are each watching Enlightened. Yeah, um, I love Enlightened. Which is having a huge um, Twitter push to keep it for a third season because it's highly acclaimed. It's so unique. It's really hard to explain why it's so good. But Amy Jellico is one of the most complex, infuriating, lovable characters I've ever seen. Yeah, I would love to see Laura Dern get some Emmy recognition for sure. And the show in general... Um, Mike White, like, I just want to applaud at whenever his name comes up at the end of the credits. He's the only writer. The whole show is him, which is just insane. And it's it's really complex and beautiful, but if you tell someone what it's about, like, oh, this unhappy woman who gets fired and then has gets all hippie and decides to take down her company, I mean, it's it doesn't sound that good on paper, but it is really good. Yeah, it's some of the best writing on TV right now, for sure. Okay, just a couple more shows that I'm watching right now. I watch a lot of stuff, and this is only stuff that's currently showing new episodes that I'm talking about right now. But um, obviously Parks and Rec, you know, we'll obviously Leslie Nope sometimes. I cried at her wedding. Oh my god, oh, I, I love you and I like you. Oh, I loved it. It was too, the whole thing was too much, like, and I mean that in a good way, like, I couldn't deal with it, but what got, what, the moment that got me more than I like you and I love you was Ron Swanson, like, you're oh. a good friend. <laughs> oh. oh, God. Um, uh, I'm, I need like, to getting a little teary-eyed right now, <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs> so great. Okay, okay. Um, I wish more people watched Cougar Town because they think that show does some really interesting things about um, female friendship, male-female friendship. Just uh, I think it's really funny as well. Um, and, you know, confession. Hi, my name is Brandy, and I still watch Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> like, yeah. I oh. look forward to Grey's Anatomy. You are Anatomy. alone there. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> you know, we never had to discuss it, but I think just, you know, I have to defend it. I think it got really bad for a while, and it's good again, but it's too little too late for a show that's been on the air for nine years, unless you slogged through the bad seasons like I did and now feel vindicated tweeting to no one about Grey's Anatomy. Tweeting <laughs> <laughs> to no one. The first few seasons are brilliant, and but it's then, good again. but then it turned to trash, and Smash I moved Williams on with my life. Smash Williams on it now. Smash Williams. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's a reason to watch. So the the two shows that I'm watching right now that I totally love are both network shows, which is a little bit surprising. But um, I love love Nashville, and I love The Good Wife. Those. To me, those are both like shows I just cannot wait to watch every week. Um, I'm watching Girls because I feel like I have to, but honestly, I just cannot. And um, Smash, I don't know. I hate watch Smash. And yeah, <laughs> I do. I do watch it. I watch it every week. Um, and every week I dream up all sorts of feminist conspiracies on what's going on behind the scenes. Totally. One of my favorite shows, which actually got canceled, was Ben and Kate, and that was my favorite sitcom, and love, love, love it. Can't wait to buy it on DVD. I thought it was so smart, and I was really sad. I can't wait to see what those people do going forward. That was just like, I can't say enough good things about that show. I was very distraught that it got canceled. Very Um, distraught when other shows that are not as good continue on. Big Bang Theory. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, uh. okay. So, well, this might be a topic for another day, but, uh, I would say that the women of the big bang theory have become some really interesting characters. And, uh, there are some really good things going on on that show when they let the women have center stage. I've been watching Bunheads, which is another show that is problematic, but that I keep watching because of the female characters who are there. It's the, I, I'm pretty sure that it's the only show right now on TV where every single principal character is female. That's true. Uh, and, and to me, that is a big deal. That's enough to keep me watching it even when I get frustrated. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching it. I just, I've always had trouble with Amy Palladino's, uh, I don't know. I'm not saying her name right. Amy Sherman, Amy Sherman Palladino. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, her really zippy, zippy, zippy. It kind of, it kind of gives me a headache. So that's. Funny. I have to yeah. get to the groove. So what I like to do is save up a few episodes and watch them all in one go because it is so odd. And then you know the second and third episodes just seem more enjoyable once you're like in that mindset. And that's how I watched Gilmore Girls too. I watched, I binge watched it on DVD. I didn't watch it when it was on TV. So I think it I is a very the- odd cadence. I watched the first few episodes of Bunheads because the star of Bunheads I've seen on Broadway and just oh, cool. completely adore Sutton Foster. Um, and I really wanted to like the show, but after about three episodes, I just couldn't, <laughs> couldn't continue. Yeah, there's something about the rhythm and the quirkiness of it that doesn't. It feels like hell when I drink too much coffee, my mind races, and that's how I feel like they talk. And it <laughs> makes me anxious. Um, but I do agree with you, Brandy. It is amazing that it is all women. Um, I'm a sucker for a dance sequence. So, you know, you had me at hello with, you know, a ballet move. So, I mean, um, I mean, I if I could dance, I could totally do the whole and dance the center stage because I've seen it so many times. Someone asked me how many times I've seen that movie, and I think it's over 30. Oh, God. Yeah. All right. 
Okay, well, let's let's talk about the show that everyone's talking about. And if you're sick of girls, I'm sorry. But you know what? There was a time when I was sick of hearing about The Sopranos, even though I loved that show. So let's just keep on going. What What do we think about season two so far? I'm liking it much better than season one. I I had a really hard time getting into season one, and uh, I'm re- I'm enjoying season two much more. Maybe just because I know the characters more, they're they're doing more interesting things. Um, so I'm enjoying it. I like that the show is letting some episodes be just in one one way with one character or with a couple of characters. I know some people don't like that in a show, and sometimes I do get frustrated with other shows but for some reason this works for me when you know you don't see anyone but hannah or the you all of a sudden are with the guys for half the episode or something i just it feels more like glimpses into their lives and somehow that works for me i realized that the shows that i liked more were the ones that uh lena dunham didn't write or direct no, I actually noticed that too. Well, I don't know. Look, okay, so I'm probably like the least enamored of the show of the three of us. Um, but I mean, I think it's interesting culturally and I think it's important for me to be watching it. And uh, But I just really, really cannot stand the central character. So it's hard to, it's hard to really like a show where, where you just cannot even begin to connect to the person who has conceived it written it directed it and stars in it so maybe that's why the the further removed she is from an episode the more i seem to like it in the the first couple episodes i liked a lot because elijah was in it a lot and i think he brings i think that actor is amazing and i brought he brought such a great energy to it like my favorite episode ever is when they do cocaine and go to the club oh yeah it's that awesome so it's funny. pretty true to life if you've had one of those nights and <laughs> I'm not Wait, saying I know, did, but did you wear the mesh undershirt? <laughs> uh, I know people the... that have. I've been to Burning Man. Drugstore. This is pretty. This is pretty true to life. So I just love that whole episode, and I think Elijah is such a blast. And I'm I'm bummed that you know he's kind of blowing up his career, so he's not going to be on because I think he was the positive, quick energy that's needed in that show. I feel like sometimes it feels very heavy and like slow and like like we're slugging through molasses. Mm-hmm. like his zip he brought a lot of zip to the show and also he he stands up to hannah in a way that's very amusing which is nice what did you think Therese, of the um in that same cocaine episode of when she does the whole you're not a good friend speech to marnie what did you think about that i thought that i <laughs> i just think she's awful <laughs> <laughs> I just think she's just the most repellent personality and <laughs> and her friends are repellent personalities. And I just want to watch a show with Jessa and Shoshana and maybe Elijah. I just wish <laughs> you would say what you really felt, Therese. And I wish you would just not hold back. I mean, as amusing I'm as sorry. I find Jessa, <laughs> as amusing as I find Jessa, there's no way I could hang out with her in real life. I could hang out with Hannah before I could hang out with Jessa, because at least I wouldn't be being like berated for liking normal things all the time. 
I know. But I will say that what she got the she got the garlic wrong. You don't put the garlic in your pussy for a UTI. You do it for a yeast infection. I've hung out with plenty of hippies, and I (laughs) I've missed the interaction between Jessa and Shoshana though, which I thought was like a pretty funny element of season one that we have um, because of Jessa's character trajectory not gone in season two, and they balanced each other like separately they seem a bit much to me but together it was quite funny so i'm liking shoshana more and more i like shoshana i think she's she's funny you know i like her growth you know this last episode making out with the doorman was uh pretty great i thought i just feel like she's the most honest character in a lot of ways you know i mean she is ridiculous i mean the amount of time she spends on her hair dumb <laughs> Those side braids. Yeah. I mean, I <laughs> yeah. just look at it and just think about how many hours it would take for me to do that. I don't know. I get obsessed with how long it takes people to do their hair on TV. Um, you know, when does Carrie have time to do her hair in Homeland? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me ask you, uh, what did you guys think of that you're not a good friend speech? Because I just basically shat all over it, which isn't very constructive. So I, I would like some saner people to comment on it. I, I liked it. I I like I feel like we don't get to see a lot of female friendship breakups. Um, my favorite one, of course, being my so-called life with the great oh. monologue from mm-hmm. Our Town, which is the only reason I've ever liked the play Our Town is just for that scene. Um, and I just it's something I've experienced so much in my life. And it's something I write about as a screenwriter. And I never really get to see that. And it wasn't the most mature friend breakup argument but it was just nice to hear a woman say you've been a shitty friend to me and I love the scene then I think it's a couple later where they're both lying to each other on the phone they don't want to say how shitty their night was that is a great scene yeah that how many times have you done that with your friends because you're kind of we always have this competitive thing going on as women I don't know yeah now what's the difference between those scenes like why do i love that scene on the phone so much and why do i not like the vulnerability there's vulnerability and i i do think that part of my issue with girls is it's missing the heart element and i think i had to accept that it's just not gonna go deep into the heart and that's where i like to my shows to be i like that's where i like to write and that's not really what it's about and I kind of had to let go of that, and I've enjoyed the show more. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to let go. Well, I, I mean, I find the Marnie-Hannah relationship to be kind of fascinating because I have – I think we've all had friends where you're just friends because you've always been friends. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it doesn't work out so well. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's great. You know, I'm going to be a bridesmaid for someone I've known since I was five, and it's awesome. But there's other pl- people that you've had to discard along the way. But – um, it's really hard, and Marnie is a little bit of a fascinating character character to me right now. I like that they started her uh, out seeming like she had her shit pretty much together, but was just kind of a mean girl, mm-hmm. and now have established she does not have her shit together. She somehow still thinks that she does, even though she's working a job she hates, and, you know, nothing wrong with working a job you hate because it pays you a lot for a while, but she lives with Shoshana and her boyfriend, <laughs> whose name I'm spacing on, Ray, is, is that what his name is? Ray. 
And and she's dressed like a magician's assistant. <laughs> My favorite yeah, line. And, uh, you know, I think about that one scene we got one time where we found out what her relationship with her mom is like. And it's really bad and harsh. Um, And I feel for her even when she does really stupid things like be obsessed with an ex-boyfriend she never really loved and show up at his workplace wearing jeans and yeah. pigtails. <laughs> Um, I thought she looked cute in those pigtails, by the way. Am I completely alone in this? It's not that it's terrible. It's just not what you wear to the office. <laughs> well, it's just like that juxtaposed with all these like really well-dressed hipsters, which was just hilarious. Like just being in the Bay Area where you've got, you know, all these tech companies. I mean, that's really what people look like. And it's just so it was so funny. I was laughing out loud. I was like, I love the way that everybody's dressed in that scene. And uh, she just looks like she rolled out of bed. She looks like she'd been watching Center Stage all day at home. <laughs> I wish I looked like that <laughs> when I've been watching TV all day at home. Yeah, like yeah, home. she looked pretty good. <laughs> and then really bad. And then this thing comes out of nowhere that she wants to be a singer, and I'm sort of distracted by the scene because I'm sitting there thinking, oh, and Allison Williams can sing too. Like, great. Like, she's just perfect. Great. <laughs> She sings like this really lame Nora Jones song. I mean, oh, I thought that the whole was, thing so was so perfect. That was so perfect for the character that she would pick that song. You know, my favorite character in the whole show is Adam. He is, I think, the most fleshed out character. He mm-hmm. is the most interesting to watch. His whole speech in AA the last episode was the best. That was a great thing. scene. He's yeah, amazing. He's such a great actor, and he's the only one that had a character arc on season one. So. Yeah. That is true, actually. Well, I knew I was in trouble with girls when I watched the series premiere and that first scene where they're having she's having dinner with her parents and I'm like completely relating to her mom. <laughs> oh, but that's she's such a great actress. Hello, freaks and geeks for I know. She's, she's like everybody's mom. But I'm like, you know, mom, you're absolutely right. <laughs> I thought, uh oh. Well, so then what did you think about the scene? The scene where Hannah was trying to, like, finally reach out and say her gratitude on the episode where they yeah. went to meet Jess's dad, and her mom completely flips out and overreacts kind of in the way Hannah sometimes does. Right. I mean... That was a good scene. That was a really interesting moment. Like, it was subtle enough that I had to sort of sit with it for a while before I realized that it wasn't just kind of a joke, bad thing happening to the character, but actually a... Like, a a really big backstory moment. Totally. Yeah. You're totally right. Yeah. In fact, if Hannah has had some sort of horrible relapse into her OCD, I would think that that was one of the contributing factors. I just have a real problem with, you can't just make someone have a serious mental illness halfway through almost at the end of a second season. Well, that's I a just... whole other issue. <laughs> and yeah. guys, why is mental illness so hot right now? It's like, if you don't write a character that has a serious mental illness, forget your Oscar Emmy nomination, I guess. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's strange. Part of it is just that it's not so stigmatized to talk about anymore. I mean, it still is to some degree, but it's not like, you know, you, if you told the story 50 years ago about someone with mental illness, it was going to be about them going to an asylum, you know, but now there's, uh, you know, there's drugs and there's therapy and people talk openly about going to therapy. I have a lot of friends who talk openly about going to therapy, just like people on girls do. Right. Um, Which is great. Yeah. I just thought it was a really strange choice to bring up this late in the season. 
It was kind of out of nowhere, and especially in the same episode where Marnie's new ambition comes out of nowhere, I was a little taken aback. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like too much of matching the themes of each storyline on a show, which is kind of like what you're supposed to do when you write a show like this. But with each character just having some big sort of revelation, if we count Shoshana's like sexual awakening with the guy in the closet. Um, it well, was and Adam going to AA. Yeah, everybody sort of like had this thing, which I don't know if we did. We already know that Adam was an alcoholic. I or couldn't was remember. It didn't. It seemed so in tune with the character that it didn't read the same way for me as the other revelations. Again, I think it's because he's the best written and the best acted character, and that's why we're not so pulled out of reality when he does something strange. Which, by the way, I love that he built like a ladder to nowhere in his apartment. <laughs> love that it's like that's awesome I kind of want that I felt like giving Hannah OCD was like the girl in high school who thinks she's too ordinary so she takes on this persona of this Mm. like troubled person so how many episodes of girls do we have left two I think yeah I'm excited I mean it's not a very plot driven show so I have no idea where it's gonna go (laughs) transitioning over to Nashville which is a very plot driven show Okay, so now uh, this is my chance to, like, gush about Nashville and how great it is and how well-written it is and how much I, you know, love it. So, yeah, there you go. (laughs) So why why do I love Nashville? I'm not going to be the negative one this time. I'm going to be um, irrationally excited. I think we love Nashville (laughs) the same reason we love Downton Abbey. It's this mix of soapiness and really good characters and something that keeps us on the edge of our seat each time. Like, I can't wait to watch it each week because I know it's the same mix of, like, comfort food and surprise each week. Scarlett and Gunner are just so completely captivating to me. Except when they kissed, they finally, like you know, boned down or whatever in the last episode. And it was so awkward and boring. And I was like, can I get some heat on this? It was more hot when they're singing. I'm very against this TV trope of someone being upset and in tears. And then that's the moment that the person they've had the like unrequited passion with decides to like go in and make the connection. I think it's so random. And this is a very (laughs) common scene that we see. I and I've kind of been wishing that they would wait a little longer with Scarlet and Gunner because frankly I think he's a little douchey a lot of the times. I got real mad at him when he was slut shaming her for making out with that guy after she broke right. up with Avery. Oh, I was seriously. <laughs> he needs to grow up a bit. Yeah, I think yeah. he's been developing and I've been coming to like him more and it certainly helps to watch them sing together cuz that's that is the moment when you get it. And she's been growing a lot, too. So it's interesting to watch their partnership be helpful to both of them growing as people, which both of them really needed to do. I just I could have waited a few more episodes to get to that point of them actually right. contemplating something. So we're in it for the long run. They could have held out a little longer. I do get a little upset with Scarlett. She's a little June Cleaver. Can I do your laundry? Yeah, she's like wearing aprons and like cooking and stuff. It's but she uses that same attitude to be bossy when she's like, "You are not leaving this house with a loaded weapon," you know. (laughs) Like to me, that was like 
It all fits together. I really like her a lot. I like that. How many times have you said that? You know, like it seems like every day I'm 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 saying that to somebody. I'm certainly not saying can I do your laundry to someone every day. I'll tell no, you that. Not, not saying that. You know what the other thing about Nashville that I like is actually I have to admit I like I like looking at the rich people lives of uh, those two ladies of country music. Yeah, you like their houses. Yeah, I'm kind of fascinated by that, you know, how they live. But I'm also fascinated by how, like, out in the open they are. Like, considering that they are such major celebrities, like, mm-hmm. there's you could just drive right up to Juliet Barnes's door, apparently, <laughs> just like knock on the door, and she'll. You Do know, you, are you making plans to? <laughs> yes. yes, I'm going to be stalking a fictional character. Yeah, I, a little shout out to the set designers for that show because I love the way that Juliet's house is gorgeous but kind of cold. Right. And mm-hmm. then Raina's house is so warm, but it's like this house of lies or whatever. It's too frilly. <laughs> Her house is like way too frilly and like. It's like trying too hard. It's just right. the right level of trying too it's hard. There's always to... a bowl of fruit. There's a, they, they own a cake. I'm platter, always looking at that fucking bowl of fruit. Why is there, there's never like anything out of place. There's always, why are we noticing that bowl of fruit? But it's because it's perfect because they're trying, it's a veneer, you know? Yeah, it is. I think that the the art direction and everything on the show is just fantastic. Um, I could do without the creepy large portraits of their children, though. (laughs) That kind of look like they can come to life and strangle me in my sleep. So I could, could do with that. Can I ask about a plot point in Nashville? Was there yeah. some insinuation that their older daughter is not Teddy's daughter? They yes. admitted it. It wasn't insinuated. Deacons. Okay. Yeah. Really? Like, Teddy knows that she's not really his biologically, doesn't he? This was on like episode two yes. or something. I think he, if yeah. he doesn't know, he suspects. I, can we just talk about how hot that kiss was in the elevator with Deacon? <gasps> I totally ended it here. Damn! Oh. That it man. was like the hottest kiss in a long time that I've seen. Yep. Yeah. I was like, I am totally on Dika and Reyna. I know it could also be Reyna and Liam. Whatever. He's no. like, a, he's a child. I loved yeah. that sequence though. That episode where she didn't go through with hooking up with him. Oh, that was great. Like that whole thing, the connection, the the connection to someone that isn't good for you. Right. Who hasn't been there? Life. Yeah. But I did love that someone was like, but Raina, God, she's so classy. She always remembers a touch of her, her lip gloss. Like, I would never think to do that. <laughs> it was like, yeah, I feel you. <laughs> I would never think to do that. I'd probably, like, accidentally rub my eye and get my mascara all over my face and be like, damn it, you forgot to be pretty. <sighs> yeah, and he comes in and she's like, I told you I'd cry ugly. And I'm like, you look good, girl. <laughs> like, yeah. What, you got, like, one smudge? You're fine. <laughs> I get very excited about that show. I don't want it to end. I don't want the season to end, basically. I know. And is I it think renewed? It's... Is it renewed yet for next season? Yes. Yeah. <gasps> oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. It's a hit. Seriously. It's a hit show. Well, Juliet, Juliet Barnes is my favorite character. We haven't really talked about her yet. And she's complicated. She's so, so layered for a bad girl. Like, one of the most layered bad girls I've ever seen. And I really appreciate the show for going there and for 
creating this character I'm not so sure I've seen before because there's Never. so many lady characters who seem to have no friends just because of laziness or or whatever like men don't or know they have a right. sister so they don't need yeah it. they have a sister blah 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 I mean we could even say that about Reyna like where are her friends but she's all her friends are dudes that she works with I kind of get that mm-hmm. but for Julia it's the first female character I've seen in a long time where the fact that she doesn't have any friends is blatantly stated and explored and right. I love that. I love I love that she is such a great bitch and she's also really vulnerable because I feel like you usually get one or the other. And mm-hmm. I love that she, you know, we've been reading all these articles about like a huge hindrance on us as women is our always wanting to be liked. And it's so refreshing and inspiring for me to see a character that doesn't worry about that. You know, and it, it makes me be like, okay, it's not, sometimes it's okay to be a bitch <laughs> and it's fine because you're powerful and that's okay. To me, I feel like I kind of relate to that because I don't think I've ever been a person who follows this supposed stereotypical female thing of wanting to be liked. Like, I really don't think I've done that in my life. So I will say the awkward thing. I will be the person who's like, this is inappropriate. I'm in charge here. So that's a little bit nice for me to see. <laughs> I think I'm crippled but because I'm Canadian. So I feel like I have to like be nice and liked. Yeah, I mean yeah. I I definitely feel the crippling by, you know, wanting to be liked and to be nice and I don't know, Juliet is just so refreshing and I I'm really enjoying seeing the storyline with her mom, like in the last one that she went home from the party to take care of her mom and I, I feel like they keep showing me layers of her that I've never seen before, and they all go together. It's not like the, oh, suddenly Hannah's OCD, and it was like, this doesn't fit. It's like every layer they show of Juliet fits, but it's deeper, and it's surprising, and it's so complex and so human. I just, I love her. I love her, too, and I think she's genuinely so sweet to Deacon, also. Mm. Like, it started out like she was going to be really manipulative and she wanted to get her way and she was very like classic you know evil bitch but it's not that it's so much more nuanced than that she's genuinely i think really likes him and cares about him i mean she gave him a puppy that's a pretty big deal (laughs) (laughs) what was that all about is that old yeller and by the way i always thought yeller meant like someone who yells not someone who is yellow (laughs) Mm. you're like how does that dog yell why aren't they making right. more money off of this yelling dog <laughs> right yeah Juliet's great considering that she did really seem like she was going to be an Eve Harrington character in the first couple of episodes I do love her genuine connection with Deacon her genuine talent and wish to mm-hmm. be something deeper than what the image is going to let her be um, I wish she'd gotten the satisfaction of firing that dumb manager instead of him quitting. Right. <laughs> she should have just fired him. Like, uh, but I'm going to miss his haircut. That's for sure. There Too many guys look the same though. No, both Sorry. the managers look alike. Yeah. I kept, I kept thinking they had the same manager because they looked like the same person. Right. I agree. It's a problem. <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad that's been cleared up for me because I was having some problems with that. A character I do not care about is Teddy and his stupid girl, Peggy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. Well, don't name someone Peggy. Yeah, it's not a bed. sexy name. And then she, like, walks in with her, like, shoulder plaid jacket, shoulder pad jacket, <laughs> and, like, you know, 
It's like her CPA outfit. Yeah, it's just like, what is going? <laughs> like, please don't make me care about this. So, but I She's tell you what I do CPA. care about. I do care about is Deacon and Raina's backstory. Every time they talk about it, I'm just like eating it up. Those two actors have amazing chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. There's something great going on between the two of them. I wonder Every if they've gone down together. in real life. <gasps> <laughs> Who is he? Uh, Brandy, is he a country and western star I should know about? No, no, no. he's an actor. Yeah. And he actually, he plays this total asshole on Enlightened and no. only a few episodes of it. And it took me a second to even realize it was the same actor for a second because he so, like, inhabited the douchey suit that he was playing on that Yeah, show. he's so clean like, cut. That's Deacon. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> I mean, it's, like, it's really yeah. weird. It's a mind trip for sure. Because, you know, Gunner and Scarlet are both British. Mm, yes, I did know that. Yeah. I thought she was Australian. Oh, maybe. I think because she looks like that girl from Lost who was Australian. <laughs> I guess the moment I'm waiting for on the season of Nashville is I'm just waiting for the moment when Juliet will let Raina give her advice on her career. Cause I just feel like we're waiting for that moment. And hmm. I mean, at some point they have to, to start talking them? to each other. Do you want to see like the mentor relationship get started between the two of them? I guess I do. And there's things that Raina can learn from Juliet too. I, I'm getting a little sick of them talking around each other. I'd like for them to have the moment where they... I want to have the moment where they're drinking tequila all night and they talk to each other. They wrote a song together. I'm amazed that there was no bonding with the fact that they wrote that that song together. I don't know. I'm really. I, I'll, I'm on board with wherever they're going with this season because I feel like I was a little worried in the first few episodes and then it all paid off. All the like threads that they were laying down pretty much played off. And it worked out, except for, yeah, I'm bored by Teddy, but whatever. I was so relieved when he finally said he wanted a divorce, and now that's all good, too. So, Well, we always need a moment to go get a glass of wine, so that's what <laughs> Teddy gives us. And that's the great and thing about a soapy show. And just, just to wrap up, we haven't even mentioned the show's creator, Callie Curry, is someone creatively who's oh. been really important to me. Like, there was a big chunk of my life where I was like when is she gonna write another movie because Thelma and Louise is like a a big deal to me and I'm really happy that the show is working out well and that her voice is out there again I really encourage people to read interviews by her and we can post them on our site because what she says about the show and what she's doing with the show is very smart and I wish more writers would think about female relationships the way she does so Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, she's she's phenomenal in interviews. And then there's another great interview we can post, too, with Connie Britton about how she refused to say these lines of dialogue where um, Raina was thinking about doing plastic surgery and feeling yeah. like old. And I just love that she um, really thinks about those things, about how women would hear that, hear her character saying that, and how they would internalize that, and that she refused to do that. And I... We just need more choices like that because there's so many terrible messages right now. So that's why that's one reason why I admire this show. There's a lot of bullshit uh, in a Mrs. in a wonderfully Coach. soapy package. Mrs. Coach is my hero. She's yep. my spirit animal. Tammy Taylor. <laughs> Tammy Taylor. Tammy Taylor. Well, Connie Britton. Yeah. yeah. Connie Britton. 
She's my Bless spirit animal. I love that. Can I just have her hair be my spirit animal? <laughs> yeah. Um. So we should probably let our listeners know that once um, Game of Thrones and Mad Men start up, we'll be adding that to the rotation. Yep. And we're open to suggestions. If people would like us to cover a certain show, we all can binge on a show and catch up. Well, thank you so much for listening to our first episode. You can find us on Twitter where we need more followers at damsels underscore discuss. You can search for damsels in discussion on Facebook and you can also search for us on Tumblr where we will be posting all sorts of interesting links to the things that we talk about. Sometimes I feel like throw my hands up in the air. I know I can count on you. Sometimes I feel like saying, Lord, I just don't care. But you've got the love I need to see me through. Sometimes it seems.